Greetings, my peeps, and welcome to the All Things Basketball Podcast with your boy GD. In this episode, it is finally here, guys, the NBA Finals, with Boston taking on the Golden State Warriors. So, we will preview that, as well as recap the Conference Finals as well. So, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Okay, guys, so we finally made it. We're to the NBA Finals now. We have both um, teams that's ready to go, and that's going to be the Boston Celtics taking on the Golden State Warriors. So both teams representing their conferences there. So as always, we'll do the preview, but first we got to do the recap of the Conference Finals. So... Let's get into it. We'll start with the West, being that they ended first. And it was Golden State, the three seed, of course, going up against the four seed, the Dallas Mavericks. And Golden State takes care of business quite handily, to be honest. Four games to one. And this is how the games broke down. Golden State gets the first game in Golden State, 112 to 87. And then in game two, more of the same. Warriors take the Mavericks 126 to 117. Then they go on the road in Dallas, takes game three, uh, 109 100, giving them the uh, the three games edge there. And then in game four, which actually fell on that horrific day um, in. With the school in Uvalde, Texas, the Robb Elementary School, and what happened there. And then, of course, we heard uh, Steve Kerr's press conference, which was gut wrenching, you know, but he speaks from what he knows. So um, he's had to deal with tragedy in his life. So it was spoken from the heart, of course. And of course, we send condolences to those families there. and all that took place there but uh nonetheless Dallas won that day uh 119 to 109 and then back to the bay area for game 5 which Golden State took 120 to 110 so let's talk about the standout players and <laughs> it's kind of a rarity here but um Steph Curry um Steph Curry, who ends up getting the inaugural Magic Johnson Award that's given to the best the best player in the Western Conference Finals, being that his team did win the series. And what he did in the series in five games, uh, averaged almost 24 points per game, 7.4 assists, 6.6 rebounds, so... Great all-around for Steph Curry. 44.4% from the field. Uh, nearly 44% from three. And 84% from the free throw line. So Steph Curry doing Steph Curry things pretty much. So, um, so he's, of course, the catalyst that makes that engine go in Golden State. And actually another standout player is Luka Doncic. 
for the Dallas Mavericks. All he did was average 32 points, uh, 9.2 rebounds, 6 assists, 1.6 steals. Uh, he only shot it 41.5% from the field, and then he shot it 34.3 uh, from three-point range, 77.2% from the free throw line. So, Luka doing all he can, but even with that, it's not enough to make this a series. So, um, but a yeoman's effort nonetheless. So, so <clears throat> of course, when we talk about a standout player, we must ask what happened. And the big question is what happened to the Dallas Bigs in this series? Guys like Dwight Powell, Maxi Kleber, and Davis Bertans. And think about this that for a minute. Kevon Looney of the Gold State Warriors out rebounded those three guys, um, 10.6 rebounds versus their combined 8.8 .8 rebounds per game. Goodness. So that tells you all you need to know right there uh, how Dallas controlled inside and was able to dictate tempo and all those sort of things. So. The Warriors seem to be hitting his stride right about now, uh, thanks to a healthy Clay Thompson, who seems to get healthier as the playoffs continue, and it's showing. Um, for the series, he averaged 16.6 points per game, nearly four rebounds for him, a little over three assists, 47.4% from the field, 375 from three-point range, you'll take that. And then 84.7% from the free throw line. And in the Clinton game, he dropped 32 points, by the way. So, And even with that, also you have Andrew Wiggins, who's gaining confidence as these playoffs continue also. He, too, averaged 18.6 points per game, 7.2 rebounds, and nearly three assists per game. And of course, we cannot forget game three where he had that monster dunk on Luka Doncic. Even so, even in the, the post game, uh, Luka was amazed by the play and he wished he had hot, uh, some ups like that. But uh, I tell you what, uh, Wiggins, he made the all-star team this year, um, had a very fine year overall. He's carrying that into the playoffs, playing with a great deal of confidence, and um, he's going to be a problem in the finals. He's going to be a problem. I'll talk about that in a minute. But Jordan Poole, he's a weapon now coming off the bench. Remember in the first series, uh, in the first round, he was starting with, with Steph Curry coming off the bench. Now he's the roles are reversed, but... Jordan Poole still getting it done with 16.4 points per game, nearly four assists, and he shot it in that series 63.6% from the field. Good gracious. And was perfect from the line in the series, making 18 out of 18. So, uh, they, Gold State right now has a three-guard alignment that it's going to be tough to match. It really is going to be tough to match at this point. 
Draymond being Draymond, what else is new? 10.6 points per game, 6.4 rebounds, uh, 5.6 assists. And he shot it well from the field, 56.8% from the field. So when Draymond is doing those type of things, being in, engaged in the offense, uh, this team can really do some damage. And then when we talk about Dallas, um, what stands out is the horrific game that Reggie Bullock played in game three where he uh, went scoreless. He shot it one for ten from the field. I mean, not, I mean zero for ten from the field, I'm sorry. And zero for seven from three-point range. And he took one free throw attempt and missed that. So, uh, absolutely horror-filled night for Bullock. He came back and have a, had a better game in Game 4, but all in all, uh, this series um, didn't play all that great. Uh, Jalen Brunson, a very quiet 18 points per game, and was pretty much shut down in the final Game 5. So, um, so remember, he had that hot start in the the first series in the playoffs and then kind of fizzled out in this one. And then Spencer did what he did the best he could coming off the bench with 16.6 points per game coming off that bench. So, so for Dallas going forward, uh, right now their salary cap is their, their cap number right now, 126 millions. It's going to shoot up next year because of the Luka extension. So they'll be at 153. So doesn't leave them a lot of room for maneuvering. But one thing is crystal clear. They need center help and they need center help badly. So uh, as far as free agency goes, the one big free agent is Jalen Brunson. What do you do in regard to him? Um... He's, you know, finishing off of uh, basically his rookie contracts. So um, he's going to command big money. He's going to command big money. Do Dallas want to reinvest that money into him? And then remember, too, they're still paying Tim Hardaway Jr., who had the foot, um, the foot injury and missed a great bulk of the latter half of the season including the playoffs, you still owe him about $53 million with three more years. Also, what to do with Davis Bertans. I know he came over in that uh, uh, Porzingis deal along with Dinwiddie, but you're paying him a lot of money. He's owed $49 million over the next three years. So Dallas is going to have to get creative and do something. Um if they're going to get that center help that they need. Uh, they could do it through the draft. Uh, probably so. But although at the position they're picking. Won't be great choices there. Uh, their hopes is a guy like. Uh, Mark Williams from. Um, from. Uh, Kansas. That he slides down to them. Um. We'll see, 
But, uh, yeah, they're going to need to make big changes uh, as far as getting the center. It seems like we've had that conversation. They're kind of like the Knicks in this regard. Knicks have been looking for a point guard for the longest time. Dallas has been looking for a center since pretty much since the Tyson Chandler days, to be honest. Remember the one time they thought they had DeAndre Jordan? They had him pretty much a uh, verbal a verbal commitment, but he reneged on it in the 11th hour. So uh, Dallas in desperate need of a center if they're going to do anything. Um as far as playoffs goes. But nonetheless, a very good first season for Jason Kidd, so you can't take that away from him. So uh, kudos to Dallas for the season they had. Now let's move on to the Eastern Conference Finals. Boston, the number two seed, taking on the number one seed, Miami, and beating them in seven games. It was a grueling seven games, guys. Uh, four games to three. This is how it shook out. Dallas took game one at home in South Beach, 118 to 107. Then Boston comes back and gets a game in Miami, 127 to 102. Then the venue changes to Boston. Uh, Miami takes that first game in Boston, 109 to 103. And then Boston comes back and gets game four, 102 to 82, thus tying up the series. And then Boston goes back to South Beach and gets the win there, 93 to 80, thus having the three games to two lead. You pretty much figured um, Miami was done. Not the case. Game six. 110 to 103 and then in game seven uh boston pulls it out on the road 100 to 96 so with that said the standout players been saying his name in each and every series we'll say it again jason tatum 25 points per game 8.3 rebounds 5.6 assists he shot at 46.2% from the field, which is fine. It's okay. 35.3% from three-point range, and then 86% from the free throw line. So, and thus doing that, he gets the inaugural Larry Bird um, Eastern Conference uh, Player Award for the finals. So, uh, quite fitting, a Boston Celtic would get the first Larry bird awards so and then his uh teammate jalen brown i mean i tell you what we tout tatum and rightfully so but they don't get this far without jalen brown uh who himself had 20 over 24 points per game seven point a little over seven rebounds three assists he shot at 48.8 percent from the field a 40.4% from three-point range. You'd love to take that. And then 72.7 from the free throw line. So, so uh, again, they're dynamic duo, playing well. Um, 
Again, I revert back to the fact that there was a time in the season they said, oh, these two guys just can't do it together. You know, they can't share the ball and all these sort of things. But um, M.A. Uduka has righted the ship and got these guys to be on the same page. So, uh, and here they are in the, well, in the NBA Finals. So, uh, the... Uh, so, with that said, what happened to, and the question is, what happened to Jimmy Butler's help? I mean, Jim, I'll talk about Jimmy Butler in a minute, but he needed help and he couldn't get it. Tyler Hero, who missed three games in the series, only averaged 9.3 points per game, so he was a shell of himself. Remember, he averaged 20 points per game coming off the bench. Thus winning the sixth man of the year award. So there's that. And then you really needed to call upon a Kyle Lowry to give you more offense. He really couldn't do that. Only 9.4 points per game. And he too missed two games uh, with hamstring and that sort of thing. So, um, And then there was others. Victor Oladipo. Who gave you a yeoman's performance? Because remember, you know he's still, you know, um, you still want to manage his time a little bit, given his hin- injury history. But he did well in spots, but he averaged nine point seven points per game. Matt Struess, who had a pretty good series the prior series before, a little uh, only eight point three points in that series. And then, oh, the elephant in the room, <laughs> bam, out of Bayou, 15 points per game. They really needed him to step up his offense. He really couldn't do it, to be honest. Um, the interior defense of Robert Williams, as well as Alf Horford, really, for the most part, uh, gave out of Bayou uh, fits, sort of, sort of speak, so... Um, but only 15 points per game from him. Uh, Marcus Smart, even with him missing two games, he was a key factor in them winning this series. Um, With his 16.6 points per game, his 6.2 rebounds, 6.2 assists as well, and a little over a steal per game. So Marcus Smart, a much... He, you know, he's the defensive player of the year. He's kind of the glue that the, keeps that uh, boat afloat, pretty much. So, uh, Marcus Smart playing a very good series there. Al Horford, who was also an unsung hero in this series, averaging nearly 10 points per game, 10 rebounds, 3.7 assists, and 2 blocks per game. So, much needed. And then the big stat everybody was talking about, he played in 141 playoff games without making a NBA Finals. But in game 141, his team won, so that now breaks the streak. So, uh, yeah, so now, well, he's (laughs) he's atop that list now, but at least... The streak stops now. So, uh, so Al Horford heading to the NBA Finals. Jimmy Butler gave a Herculean effort. 
Um, but those efforts went by the wayside. Of course, in game one, he started out with a 41-point performance. Then in game six, with everything on the line, he drops 47 points in that game. And then in the clincher, 35 points. And a, at the end, he had a chance to get them real close. He, instead of driving to the basket on Al Horford, he decides to pull up for a three. Mind you, he played the whole game. Uh, didn't didn't uh, sit for a minute. He played all 48 minutes. Did he not have enough legs under him? Perhaps so. Perhaps so. You can say that. But um, I guess at the end of the day, you want your best player um, taking that shot. And he took the shot. Didn't make it, but he took the shot. So um, can't really kill him for it. Um, he wanted to be the guy. And if he had help, you know, guys he can rely on, maybe he would have passed it off to somebody who could make it. So, and then you had the Matt Struess, um, three-pointer that was taken away, although it was a three-pointer, uh, all these little things. So, yeah, but, um, uh, in the end, Miami takes the loss and their season is over. So, with that said... What's coming up for Miami? Miami, as far as salary cap goes, right now they're at 140, and then next year it'll drop uh, slightly to 132, 132 million. Um, their free agents go as such. Victor Oladipo, remember he took the one-year prove-it deal. I think he walks. I think he walks. I could be wrong on that. So, uh, Adonis Haslam, who, um, <laughs> somebody had a, f a funny clip of him in the tunnel, you know, heading to the locker room, him being, uh, ticked off, of course. And somebody said, uh, what's he ticked off for? He had played a minute in the series, but, you know, Haslam is just an integral part of, uh, that Heat team. Not for his, what he does on the court, but off it, so... Um, he could probably ride into the sunset and take a seat next to Eric Spolstra on the bench. So, um, PJ Tucker actually has a player option, so he can opt out if he so chooses. Um, will he do it? Perhaps he would. Perhaps he would. Maybe he sees this free agency crop and say, oh, you know. Um, maybe I can, you know, get me a nice deal. So he could possibly opt out. So I don't rule it out. Markeith Morris, who re really didn't see too much of him. Uh, Dwayne Deadman, uh, center there who really didn't get burned. So, um, you know, now, now you got the younger guys like a Struess, like a Gabe Vincent, like Omir, uh, Yerk uh, 7 so uh, you got those type of guys there and then um, the question you really got to ask now with what happened to Bam Adebayo in that series is it now time to slide him to the power position power forward position and maybe get you a stretch 5 that's a thought that's a thought um 
because he really got manhandled in this series. So, um, so that's something I just threw out there to consider. And then Tyler Hero says that he wants to be a starter now. So, um, so what do you do with that? Remember, uh, just the last off season, they gave, uh, they gave Duncan Robinson that big contract and now they still owe him four years at 74 million. So there's that to contend with. And this is a guy who barely played in that, this, um, in this Eastern conference finals. So, uh, they're going to have to figure some things out there right now. Tyler hero has two more years on his deal at the, he's still at the rookie number, uh, 13 point six million so um do you go out there do you go and perhaps bring back a donovan mitchell who can be a uh perfect uh robin to jimmy butler's batman uh perhaps so uh do you have the pieces to send back to utah to get that done not uh we'll see but um yeah, so those things are on the table for Miami in this offseason. So, with that said, the preview now. Let's preview the series. I think it comes down to this. I think it's Boston's defense, which played pretty well in this last series, albeit that uh, Jimmy Butler just went bananas, but um, they were able to hold other guys at bay. So, I think it's the Boston defense versus the uh, the Warriors shooting. The Warriors shooting right now they they are um, really in a rhythm. They're in a rhythm. So uh, will they be able to slow down Steph, Clay, and Jordan Poole? Um, we'll see. I think an X factor in this series is going to be Andrew Wiggins. I talked about him previously. I think his confidence is soaring right now. So uh, he's going to be a problem in this, this series, guys. You you, you got to be able to guard everyone. So let's say you 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 kind of slow down those guys there. Let's, let's say perhaps you do. Then you got to contend with Andrew Wiggins, who's, like I said, he, he's playing, you know, very well. So you got to, you're going to have to deal with that, guys. Uh, so, and then I think in this series coming up, the one of the key matchups as well is going to be Al Horford and Robert Williams III uh, versus Draymond Green and Kevon Looney. Um, whoever controls the boards in this series, I think wins the series. So, Robert Williams is still... You know, he did miss one game in the series. He's not playing the minutes that, you know, he played previously before the injury he suffered. So, um, that's going to be an interesting. It'll be interesting to see uh, how that goes as far as the inside goes. But again, whoever controls that interior there, I think, is going to have a leg up in this series. So, with that said... My prediction, um, Boston isn't going to go quietly into that good night. They're just not. Um, I think the defense they play is enough to at least keep them in this series. Um, 
I'm going to say, though, Golden State. I initially said seven games, but I really think I think Boston will get a couple of games, that's for sure. Uh, but I think it in Golden State will get it in six. I'm going to say six. So I'm picking Golden State in six. Also, too, <laughs> I'm adding in the Kendrick Lamar factor. What does that mean? Uh, each year that Kendrick Lamar puts out an album, Golden State wins the wins it all. So, guess what happened this year? Kendrick Lamar just dropped the album. So, I'm going with the Kendrick Lamar uh, aspect. But seriously, uh, Golden State in six is where I'm going. So, alright guys. So, that's it for me. I'm going to uh, call it a day there. Oh, one other thing I wanted to point out before I close out. Um, Boston and the Warriors. Uh, 2019, one team had Kyrie Irving, that was Boston. The other team had Kevin Durant, that was Golden State. Both guys decided to leave their respective teams and team up in Brooklyn. Three years later, both of these teams are meeting. Coincidence? I think not. So, uh, sometimes the choices you make... You, you got to live with them. So the fact that Kevin Durant left a dependable Steph Curry for a <laughs> unstable and unreliable Kyrie Irving, uh, that tells you enough right there. I'll just leave it there. I'm, the, I'm not going to hit it any more than it has to be hit. But uh, if you want to hear more extensive stuff about it, Kyle, Colin Cowherd had a really good take on that. Uh, so I, I leave it to the experts. So anyhow, so I'm leaving it there. Uh, I have cooked up next. I wanted to break down the WNBA, uh, the first 10 games. I'm pretty much have that down to a, uh, fine powder. So that'll be coming up shortly. And then of course the NBA draft is right around the corner and probably like, uh, the end of the month. So definitely going to do something in that regard so so look out for those all right guys so i'm cutting it off there so once again i thank you for listening as always and of course take care and be safe so my peeps if you like what you're listening to you can go to my website www.allthingsbasketballwithgd.com you can also email me at that's sportsdugd at gmail.com. To support this podcast, you can go to my PayPal, and that email is thatsportsdugd at gmail.com. Also on my Anchor page, I have a support button there that you can also use to help the podcast. I'm on all the major platforms like Anchor, Spreaker, Google Podcasts, Amazon, SoundCloud, YouTube, CastBox, Radio Public, Podchaser, just to name a few. And also, you can find me on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Clubhouse, and Fanbase. So, 
Once again, I thank you for listening and supporting this podcast. And take care and be safe.